Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Recording. Welcome back, my Sensual Power podcast listeners. I have a wonderful guest for you today. Michelle Kanon is a relationship success coach for powerful, busy women who want to feel as sexy, satisfied, and successful in their relationship with their man as they do in their lives and businesses. And I brought Michelle on today because we are going to talk all about how to feel safe being intimate and consciously intimate and vulnerable in your relationship, which is, I feel like something that all of us want to know, even if we don't realize we want to know it. So with that, Michelle, what's up? How are you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm good. How are you, Valerie? I'm doing wonderful. And I'm so glad to have you here today. So I just wanted to, to take some time and let you like, kind of tell me like what brought you to this journey of working in relationships especially for very successful and very busy women because that's a pretty unique area to focus on so I have always two answers to that question and one is my personal experience of just being a straight up hard ass bitch for most of my life (laughs) and all of my disappointing experiences with men along that journey. Uh, And the second piece is what's happening to us globally and societally um, as a result of the pandemic and quarantining and many couples suddenly spending a whole lot more time with their partners and being like, wait, what the fuck? Like this, this is the person I'm supposed to survive an apocalypse with. Like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. And so the response to, uh, you know, everything that we've seen in terms of divorce rates rising right. and basically the inability to be busy and run away from the bullshit in our relationships and needing to start to face it head on. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of us too, because we are in such a work centered world, it's so easy to busy ourselves with other things to then to one really understand ourselves and what we need and especially when it comes to being satisfied being fulfilled in in personal life and in romantic life but then two of avoiding it's so easy to busy ourselves to avoid dealing with do I actually really know my partner do I feel really connected to my partner like that's got to be coming up for you a ton with clients yeah I feel like you know especially with this huge, amazing surge of so many incredible women monetizing their gifts and and growing businesses and sort of focusing and learning on how to do that 
successfully and having so many communities of support and coaches and mentors, you know, to teach them how to have those 5k, 10k, 100k months, it feels like we're learning the blueprint for how to have success in business. Right. And it feels really good, right? Every time a payment notification comes in, a new client signs up, somebody brags and has a win. That feels amazing. And we want more and more of that. And, but then there's always inevitably that time when we close our computer or put down our cell phone and we're in the real world of like our partnership or our domestic life. And we don't have a blueprint. We haven't been taught that blueprint. We haven't been taught how to win. Or if we do win, it's at the expense of our partner or we're always tit for tat or compromising and meeting in the middle and frustrated. And so it becomes so much easier to just open the computer, go online again, like dive back into what's working. Um, But because of that, a lot of relationships continue to suffer. And then a lot of of ideas, uh, stereotypes keep perpetuating themselves where like, well, men don't like successful women, right? Right. Or, you know, I can't have it all. Like if I'm going to be successful in my business, it's going to affect my relationship in a bad way. Or, well, you know, I guess I just have to do everything, don't I? I have to do the emotional labor and run the business if I wanted and and things aren't set up to support me. Mm-hmm. And then women continue to live that reality and get more and more frustrated. And while that is true for so many women, that's right. not the way that it has to be. And that's what my work is about, giving women another option. Which is so important. And I, I have to say on a personal level, like there were years I, before I ever opened my coaching business, I already had another established business. And before I opened that business, I was managing and essentially running a a successful business. And I dated partners that at some point, because I was doing better than them and they, they were threatened by that. And they're like, so when are you going to close this? Because like, this is a pretty out there business. I owned a pole and aerial studio. So there was that and that was in somewhat of my reality but it was just you know it was a couple guys and it was more of like well maybe these aren't the guys for me but you hear so often in this world that if you're a successful woman you're going to have a hard time finding a partner to meet you or that's going to be accepting of that and it becomes so easy to just take that on like this self-fulfilling prophecy and I'm wondering for you like because there's so much that goes into that. There's so much conditioning that goes into that. How do you even begin to break that down and just understand like, listen, this relationship you have over here can be just as successful as this thing that you've built over here. How do you start breaking that down and making it feel safe to know that that's possible and it's true? I'd say that a lot of the stuff that I teach and the way that I teach is really applicable to the mind of an entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. as a a multipreneur. So I have my own relationship coaching business and I'm also Mm -hmm. a co-founder in another business with my husband and I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and so did he. You know, you're going to be looking at your business as, okay, if that's not working, like what am I going to start to do to make it different, you know? And of course, one of the options is fire that person, you know, or scream at that person or, well, if, if, you know, my partner, my business partner isn't doing the things, I guess I'll just do all the things if he's not going to do that. 
you know, but then you look at your business, you're like, that's crazy. I would never do that. Like, why am I going to keep doing things and showing up in ways that are not working, that don't feel good for me? And so we can do that. We have the opportunity to do that in our relationships as well. And so one of the very first things that I do with my clients is we create a relationship vision together, Mm -hmm. which essentially helps you get out of that place of always being stuck on or attuned to what isn't working in your relationship, which is totally real and true. Like there's a million things that aren't working in your relationship, but how do you start opening yourself up to and bringing your, your locus to what it is that you really want? And then taking a look at all of the things in your life or in your dynamic that are actually not in integrity or not getting you closer to that place. And then how do you start to shift them around? And from a safety perspective, there's such tiny, tiny, simple, not easy necessarily, but very simple things that you can start to do to make those shifts. And so I always make this joke, like, you don't have to eat, pray your way, love out of this. It's not like you have to get a divorce and move to (laughs) Bali and eat all this, which you could hundred percent, that'll change your right. life. But that's not the thing that you need to do in order to make things different with your partner. Yeah. And I love that you hit on that because I do feel like a, a lot of times, like, you know, when you are an entrepreneur, you've worked corporate or anything like that. It is so easy to apply certain standards, right. That aren't necessarily healthy standards as a leader, to do of like, well, this is the weakest link. You got got to get rid of the weakest link or whatever, or, you know, well, that's not working. So you got to do this. And that doesn't, I feel like it's so easy to slip into that in our relationship and being like, well, this stuff isn't working. So clearly it's just not the right partner. And it's, it sounds more like what you're doing is saying, listen, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this it's how you're approaching this relationship and what your self-beliefs are within it it's you're like totally hitting the nail on the head because oftentimes when we look like below the hood that's the part where you're just like oh shit my my mom used to do that to my dad or like oh my god that's what I see modeled like around me and then you realize like wow you know how much influence or responsibility that I have in this dynamic of two people and so that's something else that I teach Um, I'm totally against compromise I believe in having a what I call a hundred hundred relationship where instead of always meeting in the middle or 50 50 where like nobody's ever fully happy how do you elevate to like your full hundred self in a relationship and let your partner meet you in his hundred self um, as well and then create something new together from that place I love that it sounds too to me like what you're doing because again the compromise like we hear that so much like oh relationships are about compromise you have to learn to compromise with your partner and I don't know about you but to me one thing that as I was really starting to work on like what do I believe about relationships and what do I actually want in a relationship? And I was starting to see that these old ideas, these quote unquote traditional ideas of like, you know, it's all about compromise and being in this little bubble and making the bubble work. But, but the reality is one person is never going to be able to meet all of our needs. So it sounds like 
what you're doing is teaching a very authentic way to look at the relationship and say, here are the, here's the ways that we, we serve each other and work with each other, but in our highest self and what parts do you need to focus on outside of this relationship? Otherwise you're going to put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I was watching this really funny talk uh, a few months ago where, which, which brought up the concept that, you know, we're living in the age of romantic love Mm -hmm. and which only came about uh, in the 1800s. Right. And it was through romantic love and the beliefs of it that we were taught that your partner is supposed to be your everything. Yeah. So anytime before the 1800s, like, you know, a husband or a wife had very specific roles and and duties, but somehow after that, your partner, we learned needed to be like your best friend and your lover and your co-parent and your therapist and your partner in crime and like all the things. And not only is it not possible, but it's also very not pleasurable for anybody to be somebody's everything. And what you're saying exactly in terms of like pressure is when there is that pressure, nobody can either be their best or nobody wants to be their best either. Right. Because there's that expectation. And then there's like those, you know, certain unmeetable standards, because on top of that, we're expecting our partner to be uh, us or like us. And he'll never be that way, both because he's a unique individual, but also, you know, as, as equal as we hear in the teachings of, you know, men and women are completely equal there are differences there's differences in in our speed and how we process energy and our attention and our values and so many different things and so to be able to drop those expectations and to see your partner I I, and I know I just want to make a note I I don't know if I'll I'm I'm assuming of course not all of your listeners are in like cis hetero relationships you know so while I focus on that niche specifically, there's, you know, many members in my community that are in all different beliefs and orientations, and you can take whatever applies right. and resonates for your own yeah. relationships. I just wanted to say that, you know, so how do you look at your partner for what their zone of genius is, like what they're amazing at, and how do you, you know, partner and 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 use those resources together, like, so that you can be your best instead of trying to force them to be what you think they're supposed to be? Right. Yeah. It's, it's realistic expectations. And, you know, especially since you're working with very successful and busy women, if anybody listening to this either owns or has owned a business or managed a high level business, like, you know, how exhausting it becomes to try to wear all of the hats at once. And if you look at your relationship and be like, oh, well, my, my partner needs to wear all the hats for me and I need to wear all the hats for them. Like, of course you're having issues. And of course it's exhausting because you're expecting each other to literally be all of these things. And there's no consideration for, am I even asking my partner to be their best self? Yeah. And, and I would add on top of that, that a lot of us, like without knowing it, are in survival mode in our relationships. And so what we're focused on are like absolutely the basics, right? Like who's cooking dinner and who's picking up the kids from school and who's on top of the calendar and like, you know, those things, of course. But when our relationship becomes all about like who is doing those kinds of things, you you miss the bigger opportunity for what's possible when you're lucky enough to 
partner with another human being and really like build and grow and elevate together. And it's in that place where a lot of like the passion dies and the excitement dies, you know, like it's not just because of routines, you know, it's because we just start looking at our partner as either someone that's fulfilling those needs or not, you know, or, or doing those responsibilities or not, instead of, you know, speaking life into them and seeing them for like, you know, the bigger possibility of what you can, you know, create together. Like you can build your dreams together. That's like why you got together in the first place, right? Not to just delegate chores to each other. Exactly. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And, uh, and it is like, when you look at it from the outside like that, of course there's problems going on. So I wanted to hit on this too, because you said a lot of your work is, is also based on your own relationship. And I'm super curious of like how you've applied this to your own marriage and your, and the ways that you, you know, have either changed your relationship or just taken it to a much more conscious level. Yeah, I know. I love that you, when we got on the phone in the beginning, you're just like, is there anything that I can't ask you? And I'm like, no, ask me everything. And you're like, all right, I'm going to ask you everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why I ask it. Cause I'm like, (laughs) I will ask you everything unless you tell me no. (laughs) Well, so part of my values is just being an integrity. And so there's nothing that I teach that I don't live personally or that I haven't experienced or, you know, it's, it's not just about dogma or ideology. It's really about living it, you know? And so, yeah, of course I fight with my husband and of course we disagree. And of course he challenges me on many levels, but that's kind of the point. Like, you know, we've been taught that, you know, fighting is bad and that, you know, not always getting what you want is bad. And, if a man doesn't, you know, listen to you and do everything that you say, that's bad. And I would posit that I totally disagree with that because what I've been able to do in my relationship is take any challenge, any struggle and find the gold in it. And in fact, use that as an opportunity to create something new, a new opportunity with my husband or a new experience or a new way that we relate to each other in our relationship. But, but a big part of that is, is knowing and taking full responsibility for my part in the dynamic. And so letting go of a victim mentality of, you know, if he would only do this, then I'd be happy. Then I'd have more time. Then I could focus on my business. Then I'd want to have sex more. Like I had to stop doing the thing where I was just looking at him as the problem and the solution, which is incredibly disempowering because it's totally conditional and something that you can never, you can never control another person. And even, even if he did start doing all those things for all my powerful boss ladies out there, you still wouldn't be happy because he'd be doing them because you're telling him and not because he wants to do them, which is what you really want to happen. So I really needed to learn how to do the opposite of what society taught me as a busy, successful woman. So instead of leaning in, I started leaning back and not doing all the things and not moving so quick and not always knowing the right answer and not always, um, you know, dominating the conversation or the direction or, and really starting to create a space where my partner could start to step up in a way that felt authentic and pleasurable 
and exciting for him because that's you know what I really want I, I love my husband right I want him to be happy and healthy and and in his divine masculine and and have a great life on his own terms too not just according to the way that I think it should be and and that was this huge learning for me was you know yeah. for so much of my life I learned you know with 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 so much um it's so important what I learned to be as an empowered woman and standing up for myself and speaking my truth and, you know, fighting for my rights and demanding what I wanted. And it served me very well, but that kind of energy and that kind of way of doing things also had its own detrimental effects, especially in my intimate relationship, because something else that I didn't realize is that my man does not want to be in a power struggle with me he doesn't want to have to fight me for, you know, who's in charge or who gets to make the decision. And so a lot of times he would just, you know, disconnect or, or step away or just, you know, be like, fine, whatever you do it. And, and I had to own what my part in that dynamic was. And once I stopped doing all the things that I hated anyway, because you're right, we're so busy, we're in charge of everything, we're running businesses, we don't want to have to be wearing that hat at home necessarily either again it's not that we shouldn't if that's what you want that's fine but if it's not what you want you don't have to and that's where your relationship becomes this really sweet safe place to practice that and be loved by somebody through that evolution yeah I love that you hit on that because I was literally two days ago was having a conversation with a friend about how we've, we've started stepping into this end of, you know, cause we're in this, this new wave of feminism. Right. And, and we're starting to get more intersectional, which is beautiful. But at the same time, one thing I've noticed with like girl boss culture is there's this thought process of, we are these queens and goddesses which we are but it's uh, in some ways going to this point of seeing our partners as somehow beneath us and they should just be there to serve us and do what we want and we should be in power and there should be no give or take and if you're not doing that then you're still staying stuck in the old ways of being subservient and there's that's not what a relationship is. It's not a who's on top in the power game. It's a, we're partners. We are walking through life together and we get to be vulnerable to each other and for each other. Yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, look, I run a freaking goddess wife school, okay? You know, like I definitely am, you know, in appreciation for the practice of embodying and living like a goddess. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it, it doesn't just mean who worships at my feet and who brings right. me gifts, Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of, of convolution, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that have been uh, adversely affected by, you know, religious doctrines or mm-hmm. that learned, you know, like I got so much, I didn't even realize I got so much pushback when I started using the word wife, like how much yeah. pain was associated around that word and subservience. And so really, I, I just feel like I'm on a, on a path to 
reclaim and redefine the mm-hmm. experience uh, of the power of being a wife but part of that means that you are married to somebody else that there's right. somebody else in that in that journey with you that's co-creating with you and it truly wouldn't you want them to be as empowered uh as you are exactly. you know why would you want to have somebody well no i can't even say that because if the answer is no, then that's no, you know, everyone has their own way. Like there's many right. different flavors of relationships. So, you know, there isn't even a judgment about that. I'll say for me and for the women that are drawn to this work, it's understanding that like the more powerful that your man is, the more it overflows on and fills you up and makes your yeah. life better too, you know? So how can we both rise in power together? Right. And it's, it's really a redefining of what it means to be in power in a relationship. Cause yes, there's this whole idea that wife means subservient. That's, you know, that's what we've been taught to believe. And, you know, there's definitely history that backs that up was where, you know, wife were women were essentially gifted as a a dowry in many ways and you know and marriages were used to unite households and countries and whatnot but like we're still acting as if the idea of relationship and wife means that when it doesn't have to anymore and right that's the key of what your work is doing is like right yeah you get to redefine Sorry, I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, yes, exactly. It's like, we're, <laughs> that's this great example of how we're pulling in that old right. trauma or that old ideology, which exactly. isn't even that old. Like for some no. of us, it was our mothers, you know, or yeah. our older sisters or just like, you know, women around us that just got to those, into those relationships, you know, sooner and then, or, or even what we see in like movies, like, I, you know, something that I, I, can't, I can't watch any romantic comedies anymore because- <laughs> you know, I'm very conscious of the media and, and, um, and how it can like infiltrate our, our brain, the lessons that we see from movies and shows. So like where Hugh Grant's like a bumbling idiot and Julia Roberts is this like bitch, you know, like there's so many tropes in movies or there was this show, I think it was called sex life of this, like totally brilliant, educated, you know, psychotherapist that is suddenly in like Connecticut and has a perfect marriage, but like, she can't tell her husband that she wants to have hot sex. Like, you know, maybe she can't, but lots of us can, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that, you know, but people are still having hot sex in Connecticut too, you know? So, um, but a lot of us are living out, right. Like this, just these ways of, of relating in relationship based on what they saw, um, when they were growing up and a lot of it is like traumatic imprints and, and, but as adults, you know, if you don't want to have a relationship like your parents and for most of my clients, I'm like, does your relationship look familiar? And they're like, yes. I'm like, are you turning into your mom? And they're like, shut up. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, and my whole, my whole specialty as a coach is working (laughs) on healing mother wounding. So there are so many times when a client is coming to me and they're having problems in their relationship and we start diving into these mother wounds and like, you literally picked the worst parts of your mother and put them into a partner or put them into your relationship to to try to replay this shit out and fix it 
and you can't fix that. <laughs> and it's just this, you can see, I'm sure you've had this, you can see the moment where the realization hits of what, what has happened. And you're like, it's this, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, I don't know if this happened to you. I know for me, there were all these things that I was conscious of in my parents' relationship that I was like, all right, I'm never repeating this dynamic. Yeah. Okay. There's this, <laughs> this, and this, it's never going to happen. And then somehow all the things that I wasn't conscious of or wasn't aware of, right. All the shadowy stuff and right. like the stuff living be beneath the surface, it all popped up there. And it's yep. like, God damn it. I thought I, I thought oh. I got all this, which. <laughs> oh man. With, yeah. my, with my ex and I will say with my ex, like narcissist so that relationship did need to die but right. <laughs> I remember before we met you know and and this happens to so many of us we 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 do all this quote-unquote work but we're not actually going underneath and seeing where these like little core wounds and core beliefs are and these shadowy sides that we picked up from our parents that keep showing up in relationships. We just think yeah. like, oh, if I get myself into this wonderful light and love state, none of that's gonna happen in my relationship. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. And 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 that's and that's really like an important thing that you're that you're bringing up right now is like you know, we are supposed to get triggered in our relationships, yeah. and not only if you have some like crazy twin flame drama situation right. but like really your partner triggering you is just this opportunity for you to understand oh that's not working let's make it different and the best part about being in a relationship is that you don't have to do it by yourself because chances are if it's not working for you it's also not working for him either exactly. and and something that's so important that I want every woman that's listening to just really internalize if you're in a partnership with a man or want to be is that your man wants you to be happy. He wants to see you lit up. And not only that, he, it feels really good for him when he gets to make you happy. Like he wants that opportunity. Exactly. He wants to be part of that dynamic. And so it's like, how can we start to let our partner or create with our partner in a way that makes us both feel really good? I love that you hit on that so much because I never hear anybody say your relationship is supposed to trigger you. And <laughs> it's so fucking important to understand that because yes, our, our partners do want us to be happy. If they don't, there's a bigger issue there. But if you're right, in a exactly. relationship with someone that yes there's issues there but like the reasons that you got together were out of genuine love and genuine connection to one another then they absolutely do and I think like especially a lot of times I see a lot of relationship coaches do this of like painting this picture of this very idealized relationship of like see when you're in your full goddess and you're in your full power there's going to be no problems it's going to be the best relationship ever and then you're not growing then you're there's no growth together and figuring out okay so we've been together now 10 years 20 years what was making us feel fulfilled you know <laughs> 10 years ago isn't quite the same so now we're triggering each other so how do we figure out what we need now right right Exactly. Exactly. Although I have to say there's, there is not a remedy, but there's like the next level up from that is just like, number one 
is that we don't always have to use conflict or suffering right. in order to elevate or get there, but that's a next level thing. So if you're in the conflict kind of place, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. It's just, as you learn to work through it, it gets to like, to shift uh, for yeah. you better there, you know? Um, and so that's just like a, a reminder there. And two, the where I like to have fun with my clients is how can you start to make the trigger really fucking like sexy and a turn on yeah. and like, a pleasurable kind like how do you really get to like explore what's coming up for you and um without the pressure of like it's not a love and light situation like let's just be happy it's not about that but how do you find like the turn on or the fun or the "Mm," like something's going to be really good once we get through this and like and and let that energy part of of be part of like the healing or the growth experience I love that I with my clients I call it the 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 chess board where like once you understand that it's all a chess a game of chess and now you can see how all the parts are working then you can look back and be like haha I see what you mm. did with that move mm. okay Love that. Love got that. it <laughs> um so getting to the next level what what does that look like a little bit Oh, well, that's like another see. hour conversation, but I know, right? I'm like, have <laughs> me back. Let's talk about that. Um, I'd say it's less of what does it look like? Because again, I don't want anyone to feel like there's a certain way to be happy or to right. have a relationship that's supposed to look or be a certain way. And it's really much more of like a feeling, uh, like mm-hmm. a, a qualitative kind of experience. But I'd say like the general vibe is looking at your partner and just totally trusting and understanding that anything and everything is possible. Um, and even more than you can possibly imagine, because when you have a whole other person with like their whole other unique sets of resources, energy, zone of genius, like way of seeing the world, like when you combine your forces with their forces, like truly it's limitless. Like I use the, yeah. the math equation, like one plus one equals infinity because right. no matter, you know, no matter, you know, how capable we are as independent, empowered women, which we are, we can do anything still as an individual person, you always have some kind of limitation right. that, you know, when you partner with someone else, whether it's your business, right. That's why we have business partners or whether exactly. it's your marriage, you know, or your life partnership it's the knowledge that anything can become possible, but also because you're partnered with somebody that really wants you to win and knows yeah. that your, your winning is their winning too. And exactly. that's, that's what I call like the upward cycle of co-creation. And that's a really hot and exciting place to be with your partner. I love that. So I just want to ask quickly, um, what is one of your favorite practices once you've gotten through the safety once you've gotten through that self-understanding what is one of your favorite practices or exercises to take your people through oh okay well it's the juiciest one and so yeah. inside of my goddess wife school it's one of the last ones because there is a lot of stuff to right. to master um before you get to that place but what I love to teach my clients how to do is create an intimacy ritual with their mm-hmm. partner yeah. Um, so a moment either every day or like on the schedule or just 
or or there's some kind of trigger thing where you know that it's on it's going to happen yeah. that takes you out of like the vanilla regular regular everyday kind of basic stuff mm-hmm. and lets you enter like this other really connected really exciting space that I know for me for my intimacy ritual and for right. like a lot of my clients it makes us feel like you know when you're like in the beginning of a relationship and you're like oh my god does he like me like mm, like it's that kind yeah. of like yeah. Yeah. So I've been with my man for like over a decade now. And so we still get that. We still know how to make that feeling happen and like reconnect in that kind of place, which is so fun and so hot. So don't let anybody tell you that relationships get boring or that like everything evens out. But, um, but yeah, having, having a moment or a practice like that with your partner that takes you out of like everyday life and brings you like a connected, special turn on and it doesn't have to be sex at all by the way intimacy isn't sex you know but it just lets you reconnect in that way is really important really special I love that and it doesn't have to be anything big it's simple but totally it's it's just a thing I think a lot of people like they get in this like well our lives are so busy we don't have time for all this there's these little moments that you can always pick out that are just that check-in, that intimacy moment that, man, they can do wonders. Totally. And I think it's important for it not to only be big things. Like it's really all those tiny little things that you do Mm -hmm. to upgrade your life and your relationship that make everything different. And, And for those of you that have partners that like, you know, they're resistant or, you know, you've tried to do therapy, they don't want to, they don't want to do counseling, they don't want to talk about it. I just want to emphasize that the reason that I work exclusively with women is because you have so much power inside of you to make mm-hmm. a shift that yes. will affect your partner in such quick and powerful ways. And they're all about making you feel good. They're all yes. about you doing what you want to do. They're all about activating your turn on and then and then being in connection with him. So have heart for any woman that's listening. Exactly. That's like, but my man would never do that. I, I hear that almost every time oh, and sure. you'll be so dead surprised <laughs> what he's willing to do once you get to that place. Yeah. <laughs> once, once that energy starts shifting within, it's like, they, they're like cats to catnip. They, they start okay, yeah. it out and they're like, what is happening? They're like, I, I want, I want some of that. Give me exactly. some of that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. So just to wrap things up, Michelle, I love asking all of my guests what is one piece of advice, one word or one sentence of wisdom? What is something that you can leave all of these listeners with outside of all of the juice that you just <laughs> gave? <laughs> so my my advice, and I, I'm, I don't usually give advice because it's like telling me telling you what's good for you based on what's good for right. me, you know? So trust yourself, everybody. But I will share... Um, there's an expression, uh, happy wife, happy life that everybody gets wrong, right? Because Mm -hmm. most of the time people say that to the man and they're like, yo, just, just give her what she wants. Just don't argue with her. Just make her happy, you know, and then everything will be cool. And that phrase is actually for you wifeys, for all the women that are listening, that it's your responsibility to be happy, to turn yourself on, to be radiant, to, embody the goddess that you want to be and feel like to take ownership in that way because 
truly it's like we have to be in that place we have to start making decisions that feel good for us we have to start loving ourselves more deeply we have to start creating structures in our homes yeah. in our relationships in our businesses that are truly for what we want and what is best for us and from that place is how we can have an incredible relationship when you when you know how to treat yourself that's yeah. part of how you teach your partner how to treat you and to show up for you so that's that's one and then the other one it could be a whole other uh, podcast <laughs> it's been my my personal practice which is the question of would I rather be in love or would I rather be right mm -hmm. so I've been doing a lot of ego work and shadow work and my answer is that I'd rather be in love and my life is really different because of it yeah oh such beautiful wisdoms and again Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Um, how can people find you and work with you or soak up more of your juice? I'll so if you Google, if you Google satisfied wife, I'm on all the things on Instagram, on Facebook, all that. Um, but I have literally the most bumping Facebook group. It's called goddess wife vibes, uh, powerful relationships, satisfying relationships for powerful women. Um, we talk about the craziest stuff in there. That's a place that you need to come to talk about your yeah. man, to get the information that you need. I do lives every Wednesday on wifey Wednesday. I go deep I with it. everyone. So uh, you can find us on Facebook and just, you know, I'm super friendly. So shoot me a message and I'm happy to, um, to give you my free power couples masterclass if you want it. Yay. And don't worry if you're like trying to scribble this all down, it will all be in the comments of, in the description of the podcast, Michelle, thank you again. You are amazing. And I, as an entrepreneur, as a longtime entrepreneur and successful person, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing because hmm. a lot of us fucking need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed it. That's why I did this. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. <laughs>